Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Hello, and welcome to the China Shop. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialIneptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? Good, man. You're really showing your range today. Yeah, I was trying to whipsaw through, like, you know, like like somebody important <laughs> was many, listening. As many emotions as possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 This might be my big break into voice acting, this episode right here. This one, yeah, yeah. out of the 300 that we've done. Yeah, yeah, this, <laughs> this is the one. This is the one people say, wow, that guy's got a voice. He's hot. Man, I wasn't really sold the first 299 episodes <laughs> I heard him on, but man, this last one, he just once nailed he, a range. Once he got sexy with financialineptitude.com i uh, so weak need wow man yeah, yeah. a plus banter today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on to the shop with us today sit back relax hedge against the rage machine we'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us we're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china sharing our ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize gains and cut losses if you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialineptitude.com, or you can give one of our many beginner trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links in the episode description, but the best place to be, get on over to the Discord server. We're Woo! on there just about every day with a bunch of amazing, really awesome people. Really great place to be. Totally free Discord server. No paid tiers, no special access areas. Except for Kyle's DMs, if you got some sexy feet, you know. No, no, please no. no not that, not that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is also free. Ah, ah yes, yes. <laughs> sexy foot free. Uh, oh. when, when you do send, join that server, go ahead and uh, send Kyle a private message. Not of your feet, but with what, Kyle? Uh, a mailing address, wherever you'd like to pick up some free smashable swag that we'll send your way just as a thank you for joining us hell yeah oh yeah right? straight from the shop shop the shop you, know, shop you shop. can also you can also go on that website we've we you know con i are ready to retire selling china shop t-shirts i'll tell you what yeah yeah they, yeah. they fly off the shelves in the uh, shop shop someday. Uh, <laughs> we're just really glad everybody's here we have a lot of fun it's always better with friends uh always. just a wonderful time Hey, Kyle, speaking of friends, we got any show news coming up? 
Uh, yes, I had a great conversation with Kevin Jefferson. It's the first Forex trader. Um, well, I guess George was a Forex trader, so maybe it wasn't the first, first, but the first conversation about Forex. Yes, there you go. Yeah, that, that'll be coming out on Monday. And then I talked to uh, Jerry Paul earlier this week. He's the senior VP of fixed income and the portfolio manager of the Icon Flexible Bond Fund. Wait, the Carl Icon Fund? Not the Carl Icon Fund. Icon, I-C-O-N. Okay, okay. I was yeah, going to say, yeah, yeah. ooh. <laughs> we did talk about uh, activists because that's one of his strategies. That was actually kind of a fun conversation to hear like how you can actually make money trading bonds if you oh. run a fund. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, okay. okay. It's like, okay. Oh, yeah. After having that, it's like, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Um, that's, we also have a new mini series that's going to be launching uh, here in July. I think the first uh, recording should be next week. Uh, we'll be focusing on trading options with Eric Smolinski of ES Invests and Blaine McCauley of the Penny Lane Podcast. And that's swing trading options or day trading options. I think it's up to us. Like, whatever, like, the whole idea is to Eric's going to customize it based on like our preferences. So okay. like whatever like works best for us, he's going to help us try to develop a strategy that we can use to, to, to make that profitable. Because these last couple of weeks I've been swing trading options and, and having that success too. again. Yeah. 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 It's been, <laughs> it's been way better than my day trading. I should say <laughs> it's, it's, it's just as consistent as my day trading. It just plays out longer. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Th anyway. That makes sense. Yeah. I was going to say your day trading has been doing pretty solid this uh, last couple of weeks. Yeah. When I looked up the percentage, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing, doing right, right. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm right. Ah, well, we have got a sleek, slender, sleepy episode for you today. Sleepy. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you really walked yourself in a corner with SL. Yeah. Sleazy and slimy, but we can't use those. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we can, but it becomes a different show. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and brighter futures than me because I left this part blank on accident. Oh, no. I did. Oh, well, that happened. I did. I did. <laughs> Fired. You know, apparently closing on a house today might have distracted me. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're <laughs> waiting for the call right now. So <laughs> Pick up the keys, right? Yeah, if this episode feels disjointed, it's because we had to pause for that. Yeah, so I can <laughs> take, I take ownership of a new home. Yeah. Oh, exciting <laughs> for you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, reach out to us. We do love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook, especially over on the Discord. Got the link to that in the episode description. Or if you're old school, you can just send an email. That's an electronic mail. To two bulls at financialineptitude.com, the number two B U L L S at financialineptitude.com. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe you're the hottest painter of Mount Mansfield that Vermont has ever seen, but you still can't seem to get your ex girlfriend to love you again. Mm. Oh, you know, speaking of uh, the movie references and messages, uh, Ray mm -hmm. did reach out to us. Uh, apparently, we got that one wrong that she sent in. We guessed Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually Breakfast of Champions. What? Yeah, I never heard of this movie. It's uh, based on Kurt Vonnegut's 1973 novel. But she said that we got a 7 out of 10 because uh, Stranger Than Fiction was loosely based on this movie. So, Well, we asked ChatGPT. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we were wrong. We didn't, get, we didn't know. 
Yeah, we cheated. We didn't know, so we cheated. Yeah, the person we cheated off of got it wrong. God damn chat GPT. <laughs> what the? Uh, f- okay, I and thank you. Thank you, Ray. I definitely need to see this Breakfast of Champions film. Uh, yeah. That's like 90s Bruce Willis is peak Bruce Willis. Oh, God, I know. Right? <laughs> there are some real good ones and some real uh, not good ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, I'll tell you what, Kyle, then maybe uh, don't try to answer it. You're the hottest painter of Mount Mansfield Vermont has ever seen, but you still can't seem to get your ex-girlfriend to love you again. Uh, we'll give people a chance to to throw out their answers on the Discord. I like it. And, okay. Uh, yeah. And then whoever... Whoever gets it can uh, do their own movie and and we'll read it. Yeah, that works. Or they can feel shame if they get it wrong. Feel shame that they get it wrong. (laughs) And if nobody gets it right, then I'll I'll just do another one. one. Yeah. All right. All right. I like it. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Time to talk about the bet results. Oh, Oh, yeah. Actually, that's not too bad. Um, (laughs) You (laughs) decided to take a page from Random's playbook and you just randomly selected DLY. I did. I did. How did it do? I didn't it look. It opened at 1453 on Monday on the shortened day and closed uh-huh. on Friday at 1439. So, oh, so it, we lost. Well, we lost bit. $5. They were at 495.18. Okay. Okay. And I had to uh, double check this because uh, PAAS was what Random had picked. <laughs> and it looked like almost the same stock. <laughs> it did like the same exact thing. It's trading at almost the same price. It opened at 1461 and closed Friday at 1438. What? <laughs> yeah. How fucking weird is that? Uh, so oh, random, random, so lost random fucked us. That's what he did. <laughs> well, he lost eight bucks because he's opened higher. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're three dollars ahead of random. Uh, yeah. Random's at four ninety two thirteen. Does that mean we out randomed random? Kind of. Fuck yeah. Take that, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Damn right. This is our month, man. Yeah. This is the month it. of the bulls. We got it. <laughs> like this i don't remember if this is the historically bullish month or if that was june <laughs> we just left <laughs> either way we're winning this one Woo. i swear i'll go back and edit <laughs> past episodes if i have to <laughs> just be dubbed in leaving us with 630 dollars <laughs> <laughs> do it like record it while you're driving on your phone I know, so it's obviously <laughs> like win six hundred fifty dollars. I'll have my wife dub it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've always gone with the woman's voice, right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be a lot of them to go back and fix. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we uh, should we move on and uh, and start talking about some news? Oh, is there news to talk about? Yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah I guess we. Yeah, let's do that. All right. <laughs> Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't wanna lose. We're just skipping two bulls trading information. Yeah, we Rioters raiding, oh. insider trading, taxes mm. are raising, bills mm. on the hill. We got a crypto mill, no, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, man. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Two bulls trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. What information? Oh, uh, what do you want to start with? Ooh. 
well, I mean, you just bought a house. I mean, maybe. Yes, there is a, a big story. Mortgage rates have hit their highest point of the year, which means they've hit their highest point in years. In years. <laughs> um, Damn, what was the last time we were at like before 2008? The first he, house I ever bought was in 08 and it was like five and a quarter. And that yeah, was a good, good rate. 2006. I'm wow. looking at the 30 year graph. 2006, it had a peak of 6.78. It doesn't feel uh, like two, that long ago. 2008, it's six and a half. So that's where I locked in my mortgage is like 6.49. Yeah. And uh, I think you and I were talking about this. Like, yeah, of course, uh, if it goes down, you can be refinancing. But if it goes up, you're going to feel like a genius. I know, right? <laughs> you can't lose. Like yeah, refinancing is easy enough. It's not yeah. like Canada where they recalculate your loan Ugh. interest rates every so many years. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Uh, crazy that, Canadians. That's insane. That sounds like the banks had a lot more say in yeah. <laughs> drafting that law legislation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so this this followed an uptick in the 10-year Treasury yield. You know, mm. we, we saw that report last week showing inflation was still sticky. Yep, yep. Um, and they're getting hawkish towards future rate increases. Yep. Uh, when they release their minutes, that's what it, it turned out. Um, yeah, I think the so Fed Watch has us at a ninety-two percent as of today, uh, as of Friday, for another twenty-five bit hike. Yeah, yeah. At least, at least they're only factoring in a twenty-five bit hike again. This is zero percent of a half point, so that's a good sign, I guess. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> they're not scorching the earth anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, fighting cancer with the uh, radiation therapy. It's like, yeah, right. we'll get rid of the cancer, but you may not survive. <laughs> yeah, we're also going to kill most of you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is, of course, brought demand screeching to a halt. I, I'm, really? I thought it was actually fairly strong still. Uh, stronger uh, than you'd expect. I know it was stronger than I expected when we started shopping, house shopping. Uh, Every good place we found, someone had already put an offer in. Yeah. Um. It's, I think what's happening is we're not having ho- enough houses listed for people mm-hmm. to, to consider. There's not enough good inventory. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, which, which me, which is, I think misleading to, if, for this headline to be like demands down personally. Right. Uh, definitely the good homes already, they, which led us to put the offer on the house. We did right like really fast. Like, okay. It checks all the boxes. Like no more talking. Like get it. <laughs> Make the offer, offer accepted, boom, we, we got the house. Yeah, normally I like to negotiate, but the house that we bought in January is like, uh, okay, put in the offer at their ask, even bump it up a little bit because we wanted some concessions for buying yeah. the rate down. Yeah. It's like make sure they get their price because uh, <laughs> we want to give them their ask so that way they don't take any more offers. Yep, yep. We went we went uh, 2000 over ask. Yeah, yeah, that seems reasonable. I you know, kind of have to in this environment. Yeah, well, when it, it's a fucking good place, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, then, uh, the, but they they're anticipating it's gonna just gonna get slower and slower from here, uh, mm-hmm. because the main thing is, that's happening is is people aren't because interest rates are so high, no one's selling their home to upgrade. Oh, right, right. People get locked right. into the house they're in now because it's like, oh, it's too expensive to upgrade. Yeah. We're going to take them like, like if you locked in your mortgage in 2020 and it's, it's 3%, 
Yeah, it's not like you can roll your mortgage to a new asset. Yeah, you may want that more expensive house, but it's going to double your monthly payment. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that's an excellent point. Yeah. So so that's that's the demand that we're seeing disappear. It's not right. like there aren't people out there shopping for homes, but it's it's it'll be interesting to see what happens when all the new construction finishes. Right. And people can't mm-hmm. afford loans. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I got a couple of competing stories. Okay. Uh, let's start with the bear first. Um, the S and this is from investing.com. Uh, they say that the S and P is facing a moment of truth as quarter two earnings season is kicking off. Uh, so on Friday next week is when the earnings season should officially begin. That's when the big banks start to report like JP Morgan, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, United health. Uh, and then the week after that, we get like the Teslas, Netflix, IBM, B of A, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, all those ones. Uh, what is what these uh, what they're claiming here is that investors are bracing for what may be the worst reporting season in three years amid the Ooh. impact of several macroeconomic headwinds. So earnings per share for the S and P five hundred fell two percent in Q one, twenty twenty three, and that's from the previous quarter uh, in twenty twenty two. Uh, this upcoming one, they're expecting uh, earnings to drop 6.8% compared to the same period last year. Oh, ouch. Yeah. And if that's confirmed, that would be the biggest year-over-year earnings drop reported by the index since the second quarter of 2020 when the economy was reeling from COVID. And this would also mark the third consecutive quarter in which the earnings have declined year-over-year. Interestingly, though, there's several of them that are expected to project growth, which is led by consumer discretionary communication services sectors. Um, the ones that are predicted to decline include the energy materials and healthcare. Okay. So that is looking kind of bearish. Like you'd expect with inflation that revenues would increase just based on, you know, the raising cost of, you know, as they try to pass on that inflation cost to the, the consumers. Yeah. But B of A, on the other hand, has an indicator that they are predicting a 16% surge in the next 12 months. <laughs> and this is... A 16% surge? Yes. Yes. Uh, that would put the S&P at 4,800 by the end of the year and 5,200 from a year from now. Wow. I mean, okay, sure. So this indicator is called the sell side indicator. It tracks sentiment toward equities on a monthly basis based on al- asset allocation recommendations provided to the bank and Bloomberg. It's at nearly 53% uh, in June. It rose 0.33 percentage points, uh, biggest monthly increase since November for the sentiment reading and coincided with a 6.5% June rally for the index. Hmm. So the basic point of this uh indicator is it's just looking to see how many people are bearish and when the consensus gets like really bearish that's when the markets go up (laughs) so uh let's see savita subramanian uh i know i butchered that name he said wall street's (laughs) consensus equity allocation has been a reliable contrary indicator Uh, in other words it has been a bullish signal when wall street strategists are extremely bearish and vice versa Okay, so it's almost like a reverse Kramer, but for the overall for all the Yeah, for the whole industry. For the industry. I yeah. love it. I do too. I love and it And it so makes much. perfect sense. Yeah. Like when everybody's bearish, there's nobody to sell anymore. Everyone's already sold. Where's it going to go? Everyone's already go sold. It's the greedy that are buying. Right. And, and get fearful when everybody's buying because you're going to run out of people to sell. Yeah. 
run out of run out of people that, that have money to buy and then they all have to sell to get money yeah yeah exactly and it, it pushes it down huh mm. okay. no. but I, I guess he's got skeptics at morgan stanley jp morgan and even at b of a uh michael harnett he says the rebound is running out of steam but but subramian however the fuck you say that <laughs> he uh he's sticking by he's sticking by his prediction yeah Oh, I'm I'm just looking at the chart right now, and I don't think. Uh, I mean, we we're banging against 4,500, but that doesn't doesn't mean we're not going to get it. Well, exactly, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I I don't know which way to go on this. There's a lot of economic data that looks like things should be going down, but you know, markets aren't necessarily rational. Yeah. I think we've learned that lesson the hard way a few different times. We have absolutely. <laughs> um, in 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 foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> That'll be my good and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, you got any other stories for market news? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's mar- market-ish. I I considered it. There's a New York City has passed an eighteen dollar minimum wage law. That hmm. includes Uber, DoorDash, and Grubhub contractors. Oh, that's what that story was? Yes. Oh, so somehow that ruling has had an impact on Uber and Lyft, but it was more about the minimum wage. Oh, that's fucking interesting. So so the story references an earlier story that uh, happened earlier this year. Uber and Lyft um, won the against the proposition that... Uh, or, or, or was it lost? Court rules that Uber and Lyft can keep treating drivers as contractors in California. That was back in uh, March 14th uh, on Engadget. Uh, but mm-hmm. right now, yeah, they're um, New York City. Yeah, they tried to pass a min- mandated minimum wage for food delivery workers. Mm-hmm. And uh, now DoorDash, Grubhub, of course, they're, uh, they're, they're fighting it in court. They're suing to block the law from going into effect. They don't want to have to pay a minimum wage to their drivers? No, they do not. Mm. Um, they say but it's it, going to inflate food order prices and hurt all your local restaurants. Well, I mean, it. no, it's not going to inflate the... No, it's going to inflate Uber's and Lyft's costs. Uh, not according to Uber and Lyft. Oh, really? Yeah. It says it's going to hurt. It's going to inflate food order, it's, Well, but by inflating their costs, that will hurt local restaurants because less people will use them. Oh, they'll have food. to go to the store to go pick up their food. That's, that was my thing. Like, yeah. okay, like, I remember going to get food before Uber and Lyft existed. Like, yeah. it's it's doable. It's not hard, especially <laughs> in a big city like New York. <laughs> there are literally restaurants on every block. everywhere, every yeah. corner. Right. Um, I think I think they're just salty because their workaround of being like, we'll just call our employees contractors. Right isn't working for them yeah yeah uh but if this depending on what happens here this could be this could be big and echo through the country so i i want to keep a close eye on it and see how yeah it plays. for sure all right uh anything else for for no not good news? all right then we should probably slap some advertising in here and move on Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. 
Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Love me some advertisements. I know. It's what makes this company. Or... It's what makes this company part of this country. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes us American, baby. All right, let's play a stock song and move on. <laughs> stock time! Now it's talk about stocks time. Looking for setups and still not advice. Big moves, fresh news, and earnings. All that we're saying is still not advice. Stock time! Please don't do it. All right, um, let's see. What should we kick this off with? Um, okay, big news in the EV market. Toyota has claimed uh, new developments to solid-state batteries that would increase the range by, like, up to 700 and some miles and a oh, charge time shit. of like 10 minutes. What? Yeah. Toyota? Toyota. Yeah. The one that's been uh, very oh, slow to adopt or take EV seriously suddenly announced this game changing technology. Well, they had the Prius all along. Oh, that's true. They did, didn't they? They were the first to do the hybrid, but you're right. They, they've just been sticking with hybrids. And now, right. we, now it turns out we know why. They've just been They're trying like, to develop this. When we hit the market, we're going to hit it way. You guys prime it, and then we'll show up with the best product there is. And nobody will be buying your car because our car will have twice the range and charge instantly. Right. Well, the problem is that um, it's easy to create a lot of this stuff in the laboratory. Right. It's whether or not you can commercialize it and mass produce it. And, Scale up. Yeah. Right. That's been the biggest problem for Because I think like quant. Quantumscape was that the name of the other like meme stock during the COVID? That was one of them, yeah. Uh, they had announced like similar like breakthroughs and never like it's been ten years and they still haven't been able to produce anything. Mm. So, but yeah, this could be uh, this could be really interesting, really good for EVs if this is the case. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, that, isn't that a big part of holding people back? But if you you're like, oh no, this EV can take you further than a gasoline vehicle. Oh yeah. And, <sighs> instead of Oh, for that. And I've I've spent way more than ten minutes at a gas station before. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. charging while you go to eat or use the bathroom and stretch your legs. If it's just ten minutes, like that's amazing. Even if it only gets you half the charge, it's still another three hundred miles. Like you're right, gonna need right, to right, stop right. more than that what, anyway. Yeah. How how many miles can you drive in a day? Like seven hundred is a ton. That's yeah, a long I, that's a long day's drive. I do that on my trips to Oklahoma City. It's about it's right about that range. And yeah, that's like a 10-hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> this could be this could be really big. Oh yeah, especially you put at, put start putting those in semi trucks. Mhm. Damn. Yeah. Right, well, what do you got for stock news? Well, you know those two crazy billionaires that might uh <laughs> tickle each other? Yes, I do. <laughs> All right. Well, the one who bought the bird company, 
and totally yep. changed it and, and has kind of driven it in, into the ground. <laughs> right. Is suing the one that bought the Ready Player One VR company for uh, releasing its own version of what the Twitter used to be. Right. Uh, Facebook released threads. Sorry, apologies. <laughs> Meta released threads. <laughs> yes. Uh, which is just, just Twitter, like like how it used to work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so tw- so Twitter's suing them. And their, their, their basis for the lawsuit is, you hired dozens of our former employees we laid off. Right. Wow. Well, you it's... hired all the people we fired, and now you have a competing platform. No fair. <laughs> but it, but it, if they were taking like the old code and like he's got a case, like yeah. if they signed NDAs, which oh. are typically part of like what you right. sign when you go work for these companies. Right, he's and, saying they stole yeah. trade secrets and intellectual property. Yeah, he also. My, but my question is, Kyle, one. What part of it is the intellectual property? Because if it's just because because ultimately Twitter's just a fucking fancy message board that we used to do in the nineties with dial up modems and BBSs, right? Okay, so so like the concept of that Twitter flow that's not new. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, how does he know the inner workings of the company well enough to be able to say you stole trade secrets? What are, like I. I don't think there's any trade secrets to steal. I think he's just he's just pissed. No, he's definitely pissed. Um, I think I, I'm trying to find the the tweet that he had on there. It said something about he called the Com- competition <laughs> is fine, cheating is not. No, 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 no not that one. There was oh. another one. There was one where he called him Lizard Boy. He said Lizard Boy deciding to copy and paste the same thing that I paid 44 billion for. I guess we'll settle it in the cage or something like that. Damn. Oh my God. Yeah, it's so, genius. I will settle it in the cage there. Oh, uh, but the boxing match is the buildup, right? Where you get the two uh-huh, fighters talking uh-huh. shit about each other. Yep. God damn. I want to see this pay-per-view. Those genius <laughs> bastards. I hate how much I want to see them fight. I hate it. Uh, how much do you think he's going to get out of this? I hundreds of millions and God damn it. Kyle, if it's in Vegas, I might go see it in person. I would consider probably taking a trip up there for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's going to be our JFK moment, right? <laughs> come I was on. there when <laughs> I was there when either Zuckerberg killed Musk or Musk killed Zuckerberg. I was there when the Neuralink went bad and the AI turned on everyone within ten right. feet of the ring. <laughs> They've been talking about doing this in the Coliseum too. <laughs> Musk was just ripping people's heads off. It was complete pandemonium. <laughs> Shut it down, he cried. Shut it down, but nobody right. could. Oh, God. All right. Um, <laughs> keep an eye on this one, I guess. That, huh? uh, yes. Yes. Uh, also, uh, we'll see who wins. Uh, now that Twitter has been uh, gutted, uh, I, think, I think he created the space. I think this is his fault. I don't think Meta would have ever for a second thought about trying to compete with Twitter if he hadn't destroyed it first. That's a good point. But Zuckerberg's also really good at copying and pasting other people's stuff rather than yes. trying to create his own. Yes. 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 So it's true. Definitely in his wheelhouse too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um last one that I've got, and I have to be real quick to hit the uh, stop button so it doesn't paywall me. <laughs> 
this is an article with an update about the Microsoft Activision uh, deal from uh, Seeking Alpha. Okay. So the the whole thing right now is hinging on this this lawsuit that the FTC has brought, uh, trying to get a preliminary injunction to stop the breakup or stop the acquisition. And the way that these things work, I guess, is that the, this primary injunction request is going to be the thing that basically makes or breaks the deal. If it goes through, then typically the FTC, historically, they'll drop their case. And then the other side, if the FTC ends up winning it, then the other side usually typically backs out because the process is so fucking long that it's basically going to kill the deals anyway. Mm. Mm. Um, so the kind of sum up the what has been going on in here, they're basically saying that Microsoft is focused in, on this deal because they want to get more into mobile gaming. That's dominated by Apple and Google. And Microsoft yeah. basically has Minecraft and that's about it. So in that's order it. to compete more, they need to up that brand. And Activision owns uh, Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in this respect, then this deal should make the market more competitive, not less. If uh, as Seeking Alpha says on here, if the FTC cared about either competition or customers, they would sooner require this merger than block it. Mm. But they're positing in here that the FTC has already won. Since their concern has been on the multiplayer shooter games, Call of Duty, uh, the, now that uh, Microsoft has gone out and signed those 10-year deals with allowing the other, like NVIDIA and some of the other places to be able to have access to these titles, that they've already won what they wanted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was another thing in here that was kind of really interesting. Was, like they're really saying that like, it looks like the FTC is catering to Sony in this whole deal. Uh, the whole case against the deal was predicated, I'm quoting the article here, predicated upon an economist expert's report that said if 20% of users would switch from Sony PlayStation to Microsoft Xbox to get the Call of Duty, then the deal would be anti-competitive. But the 20%, they say, was just backfilled in order to make the argument they're trying to make. It was pretextual and motivated. It was simply an input. One inputs the number 20 into an expensive and complicated formula called vertical foreclosure model. Then the formula says this deal harms customers. But if one inputs 15%, then the formula says the deal doesn't harm anybody. It's not proof. It's not even an argument. It's merely syllogism. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So we're expecting the final submissions should be on Monday and the judge will have time to work on a decision on Tuesday. We're expecting that the deal should come probably in the next week. You know, it even reminds me of, uh, well, you should loan us this money because if we had this many customers, (laughs) we'd have this much income. Right, right, right. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) I remember a company doing that. So the TLDR at the very end of this thing says this deal is pro-competitive. And if this judge is smart, she'll probably say that the FTC already achieved its purported goal when she rejects the preliminary injunction. Mm. So still have still have a little bit left of Activision. Hopefully this thing does happen because uh, that'd be a nice payoff. We run up from 82 to the 95 closing price. Yeah, yeah. It, it also would be a nice fuck you to Britain. Uh, yeah, that's the next uh, milestone or the next uh, headwind. But I mean, I I honestly think if they do pass this and Britain holds their ground, they'll just say "fuck you, Britain." We're not. You don't get access to any of our yeah, stuff anymore. We'll see see how happy your citizenry are when they can't when have they can't any use Microsoft Outlook products or Google Chrome or <laughs> <laughs> not Google Chrome. Sorry, what's the other one? Uh, Edge. Uh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Edge aim. You yeah, nobody's gonna miss. Nobody's gonna miss it. Bing. 
No. But they own they have a stake in ChatGPT. Does that mean they won't be able to use that too? Hey, ChatGPT, did we talk about that? They're getting sued. Oh no, we didn't. Um really? I don't have the I don't have the article. I read this early in the week. I should have shared it. I forgot to. Um I might have companies seen that like one. Reddit are saying like you scraped the internet for data to program your thing. You don't own that data. Oh, oh, is that why Google updated their um, privacy statements saying that any publicly available data will be used to train their AI? Yeah. Yes, correct. That makes sense. Correct. Correct. All so right. so ChatGPT might not be the first with uh, with one that they can market because of it. Because they, I, I have, I think, like sites like Reddit and, and even Facebook, they have a good case. That's their data. Like that right. user agreement that you sign up for. Yeah. But then it's also public domain too, though. Anybody can go see it. Right. But to use it, it's, it's, it may be visible, but to use it for uh, a, a business purpose is different. Like, mm-hmm. like I might be able to sing happy birthday in, in the pizza place. Well, I mean, that's different because it changed when we were kids, like a copyrighted yeah, song. Yeah. Like yeah, we can yeah. all sit around the fire and sing it. But if we're going to perform it, we got to pay ASCAP. Right. Okay. That's interesting. All right, that's something to pay attention also, to. That makes also, sense then why they're updating their privacy statements then. Yes. Also, it looks like I, I do have a story here about it uh, we can share. I just on sent that. it to you, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it doesn't matter where it came from. Yeah, we found it. You found, I got, it. You found I got it. the story. I found it. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> All right, you got anything else for stock news? Um, yeah, you know, a feel-good story. Uh, earlier in the week, there were a lot of uh, storms going around the East Coast. A lot of storms United, in my area. A lot of storms in the Midwest. Well, they you know they started east. Yeah. Um, a lot <laughs> of storms, right? Uh, grounded. Uh, United Airlines had to ground about three thousand flights this week. Oh, fuck yeah! Because <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of that mean F FAA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, well, it turns out the United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby Scott Kirby just went ahead and chartered his own private plane to, so he could fly home. Oh, that was smart. Yeah, yeah, good on him, right? Did he take anybody else with him, or is it just him? <laughs> because that's even worse. Like, if it's one thing, if like you, like, hey, I'll hit anybody who can fit on the plane can hitch a ride with me. No, it, uh, according to it's the just article, him. it's just just him. Ah, oh, what a dick. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was quoted as saying, "I'm frustrated that the FAA frankly failed us this weekend." Well, not us, <laughs> technically. Yeah, no, no. FAA we can say you. us. That's our word. <laughs> yes. You can't say that. You're not us. Uh, yeah, about 150,000 United customers experienced disruptions. Yeah, yeah, not not a good Ugh. look. Not a good yeah. look. Yeah, yeah, not a good look. Oh, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, following the BP playbook. Yeah, apologizing oh, from his oh, yacht. I did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not a major story that we should spend any time on, but you'd be shocked, shocked, I say, to learn that the CEO of Shell Oil uh, did say it would be re- irresponsible to cut oil production now. Oh, the f- really? Shell? Like, I never would have expected them to say something like that. Yeah, yeah. It would be irresponsible to the world if we, we did anything to cut oil production. So, Well, I, I mean, that should be good for them, though, shouldn't it? Does that mean the price of their product goes up when the supply goes down? Right, right. You would think. I would think they'd, yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't know. All right, should we, uh, should we move on to some crypto? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I got some crypto in my wallet. 
Some dirty sushi polka dot NFT Decentralized, anonymized, fabulous cryptocurrency Oh, god damn it <laughs> Uh, I got another good article here about uh, the Bitcoin ETF with JP Morgan, but I don't know who the fuck these people are hiring. I can't pronounce any of these goddamn names. <laughs> um, okay, so JPM, JP Morgan strategist Nicholas Penny Gertzo Glue Glow. Penny Gertzo Glue Glow. Penny Gertzo Glue Glow. Glow. Ah. Yes. Yeah, I know that guy. Who doesn't? Uh, he's saying that uh, an ETF that invests directly in Bitcoin receiving approval in the U.S. will not be the game changer for crypto markets that many digital asset advocates have long predicted. No? And his reasoning, uh, he points to other products that have existed in Canada and Europe for years that have not seen tremendous inflows. He says that the Bitcoin funds have overall attracted little investor interest over the past two years and failing to benefit from investor outflows from gold ETFs. And he said that in his note. Hmm. I disagree with this. Uh, Trying to compare Europe and Canadian adoption or allowing these to trade on their markets is not the same as the U.S. allowing it. Um, don't mean to be... Uh, countryist with little any of the other foreign mar- yeah foreign markets nationalist let's let's be honest here the the amount of money that trades in the US markets is significantly larger than any other countries yeah right yeah what's what's the second largest economy in the world i'm guessing it's china they might be the first but i don't think many people are rushing to go invest in the hong kong exchange and not nearly as many that do in the US mm. yeah it is it is china yeah What's the what's the turn or what kind of well they just kicked all crypto out of their country anyway so they the, did <laughs> they sure did yeah so maybe that's more of the problem than anything else but I think that if BlackRock gets this deal um, I think that's going to give a lot more confidence into Bitcoin as a whole and there's going to be a lot more people diving into that because to be able to invest in Bitcoin and realize the benefits of that price movement or if you know, you're, you believe in that to not have to do it with wallets and custody things and mm-hmm. dealing with companies like FTX and uh, finance finance. And yeah, to not have to deal with any of that shit. Like, yes, please sign me up. I would probably be buying this hand over fist if once it comes out. Uh, yeah. Okay. You have fun with that, buddy. I mean, maybe not right this second, but uh, I would definitely be a lot more interested in it. I, I you disagree. I, I'm waiting for the utility of crypto to uh, to crystallize in a in a more concrete way. Um, I thought I saw somebody was using blockchain to do something different. Like there's a use case with that, but I don't. I'll look for that story if you want to. Uh, right. Into yours. I'm, I'm waiting for the point where you don't have to look for a story where we're like, we're all aware of it. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Enough. I don't want to be an early <laughs> adopter. I don't want to be the first man in to the trench. Right. Right. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what do you got for us here? Well, 
speaking of crypto and, and Binance, yeah, yeah uh, right. they've they've been uh, <laughs> they've been under uh, investigation, right? Yeah, all over the world. Yep, <laughs> definitely in France. <laughs> popping the hood on Binance, going, "Hey, what is happening in here?" Right. According to Fortune, uh, I believe the magazine, uh, they've learned that senior figures, including the general counsel, the chief strategy officer, and the the senior vice president for compliance, uh, they're all leaving the company. Wow. This follows the recent exit of Matthew Price, a former IRS agent whom Binance hired to oversee their global investigations and intelligence. The practice of hiring regulatory agents to uh, come work for your company just seems like such a blatant conflict of interest. Yeah, you, yeah, you think so, right? I yes, I think yeah. uh, I think our yeah. conversation with uh, <laughs> Ian uh, Fraser, Bibbler, uh, Jerry Bibbler too. Yeah, uh, really highlighted that. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'll go light on you, and then you'll get me uh, five times my salary in a year from now. Yeah. Okay. Right. Could you imagine if if that's how it was, like, in law enforcement, like, chief of police retires and then works private security for the mob? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. Uh, But, you know, the compliance team walking away from a company under investigation is uh, never a good sign. It, it never it never follows up on the headline of uh quits over ceo's response to justice department investigation oh they're I mean, not they don't specifically get into his response but mm-hmm. uh uh best we can do is assume that uh it's that's what it has to do with because that's what's happening at the company right yeah yeah uh he's he's dug in he said that uh the chief strategy guy, Patrick Hillman, left for personal reasons. And that dude did tweet that uh, he left on good terms. Mm-hmm. And he's just had his time to move on. And his bit wife's having a second baby. Uh, but he's still team Binance. Right. Uh, I say uh, it's, okay. it's, it's, uh, it's probably just yeah, I wouldn't timing. burn any bridges either. <laughs> he's not trying to burn a bridge, but... Uh, my wife just had the second kid, and well, you know how hard it is for a woman whose husband is a top executive at a major corporation to mm-hmm. to, to raise a baby. <laughs> so I better step aside and help her out at home. Yeah, yeah that's uh, it's getting real busy uh, over there. It is definitely the right time to step aside, as he says. Look, <laughs> my laundry lady won't even make eggs anymore. It's terrible. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Um, all right. So not good news for Binance. <laughs> no, not at all. If I had anything with them, I think I'd be pulling it or probably would have uh, uh, when that France story came out. Yeah, there's a lot of alleged money laundering sanctions violations and not attempts. just that, but them using your capital to run their own personal hedge funds. Like exactly. Eh, exactly. No, I don't want not any ha- of that. Not healthy. You know. You know what wouldn't stop that from happening? A Bitcoin mm. ETF from BlackRock. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, because the BlackRock execs aren't partying on your dime. 
Well, it should be less of that. <laughs> the acceptable amount. <laughs> it's not excessive. Look, they get a lot of dimes from other pies, so. Oh, yes, they do. That's too many metaphors. Damn it, I've just failed writing class. <laughs> over metaphored the show. Yeah. Go. Start over. Rewind the right. tape. <laughs> well, I think it's about time to, to wrap this one up and move on anyway. What do we do? What do we usually do at the end of crypto to wrap it up? Uh, after this, I typically pull this out and fire it at your face. Oh, your dick. <laughs> uh, sorry, I aimed a little low. <laughs> no, I said, I said your dick. Oh, <laughs> you oh. Pulled it out uh, and fired it at my face. <laughs> not in the face, not in the face. Not in the face. Okay. Uh, my good this week was taking profit on my swing trade. Oh, yeah, the the BlackBerry shorts that you had on? BlackBerry shorts that I had on that I added to be, before uh, when I, I saw the, the price uh, action mm-hmm. and the, the, the volatility went down, brought the, the price down, not the price action. Right, right. And I said, I still like the price, even cheaper. Thank you. I'll double down. I'll buy three more. And... Uh, uh, I wasn't even in town in front of my computer. I was uh, out of town uh, visiting for, for the night. Yeah. And uh, uh, I was looking look at my phone the next morning. I, I saw where the price was. I didn't have to see the chart. I should say the price of the options. I didn't have to see the chart. Uh, yeah. Sold two-thirds at a profit. Nice. The other two, just uh, house money now. That's awesome. And That's was, a great trade when you can di- do that. Didn't even think about it. Didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, look, it got there. Boop, sold, took the profit, walked away. I'll take that profit. Thank you. Felt felt It felt good, not the profit. It felt good trading properly. Yeah, the process is what it sounds like. And and feeling good about doing the process, I think, is my good for the week. Like, that oh, 100%. Was, that's where I want to be. That's where I want to be. Yeah. Uh, um, my good, I wrote down this one. Maybe it's a cop-out. And I'll let you be the judge of that. But I'm putting the whole community, the whole Discord in here. There's been just a ton of growth, I think, in this group. Uh, not just the group, too, but us as well. Like, man, we were looking back at like the last like three months of our performance. It's like, wow, we are a lot closer than we thought we were. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Realizing that I, I was actually green over the last three months mm-hmm. was, and was, yeah. Was when if you spend any time on Twitter, you've seen like even during like the weeks when like there's a ton of people blowing up, like it felt like the majority of the people posting in our group were actually doing pretty good. And, and I just love seeing that. Like it just yeah. feels like as a group, like we've all taken some steps forward and I think we should celebrate that. It should be celebrated. I know when my idea of a blow up has completely changed. Yeah. No, now a blow up is like exceeding like uh 5% drawdown. <laughs> Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I don't even come anywhere close to that usually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I pick on Joel, but uh, like he had a rough day on one of these days, and he's still like a good day away from like making that all back up. Like that's not a bad day, dude. That's just a. That's those kinds of days are gonna happen. Like you didn't let that get out of control. That's fucking awesome, dude. Good job. Yeah, that there's gonna be you're losing days. That's statistics. Right. We're trading with an edge here, not perfection. It, well said. I feel like that should be a tagline somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we patted ourselves on the back, should we bring ourselves back down to earth with some bads and uglies? Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you got for us? Yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to think of stuff I did bad. I mean, I I scratched a winner and I let let myself feel emotional about it, and I, and I would like that that was pretty bad. That happened this morning. That's been happening uh, fairly often, from what you've been saying too. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go back over my my stats and my. We'll get to to the ugly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I gotta figure out if I'm actually saving or costing money when I get scared and scratch. And I think I'm costing myself money. I don't think fear should have any place in in my uh, trading strategies. Uh, speaking of fear, I had some of that too, but uh, that's a different story. Um, <laughs> my bad. Uh, remember last week I had that 100% lucrative trade score? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, this week was actually a negative one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I actually really like the metrics that you kind of came up with on the fly when we did that roundtable episode. Oh, the reverse bracket? Yeah, basically... Uh, Every bad trade counts as negative two. Every good trade counts as plus one. Yeah. I took, let's see, I took one, two, three, four, five, six, seven trades uh, this past week, and three of them were bad. Oh, okay. So that's negative six, and then four were good. That's minus six plus four. So I was actually, yeah, minus two. Uh, Yeah, actually, that other good one in there was actually a mistrade. That doesn't count. (laughs) Oh, oh, mistrade. But this actually really lines up well with the stats, like my performance for the week. My performance was uh, basically 10 points of profit, so basically flat. Uh, So I think that's actually right in line. I really like using that metric. So my goal is to try to get that score positive and then try to keep it as close to 100% as possible. Oh, yeah. Uh, Do you have an ugly? I did. I did. I have not been journaling properly, thoroughly the last uh, this past week well you've had kind of a it's been a, a crazy not week. a normal week yeah it is not a normal week but i should still at least journal and then what's been happening is is because i'm just doing the apex on the ninja mm-hmm. trader i have i've been lazy and i haven't been following along in sierra chart i'm just using it for the dom because that rhythmic feed doesn't show me much the information i want to see yeah yeah so like i haven't had access to the Sierra chart records. So oh. it's a big, it's like a bigger pain in the ass to do. Yeah. Are you still trading your personal account with the apex? Or are you just trading the apex now? Right now I'm just trading the apex. I think, I think, uh, uh, I just need to pop open some Ninja trader videos and, uh, and learn how to get the data out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a better idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, get that journal updated, man. You got all weekend. I know, I know. And you were showing off your in crazy, insane, amazing spreadsheet, and I'm like, oh fuck, this is what I need to be doing. Yeah, Joel's got one. To uh, uh, both of ours are in the uh, uh, Discord. If anybody wants access to that, too, it's amazing. I'm going to spend time this weekend tooling it for my own purposes, and I'm going to switch over to that. It's 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 brilliant, and I want to start using it to track. I want to track properly and I want to track as best as I can. I want to do it right. Because uh, the more professional you take it, the more of a professional you are. It's like magic. Yep. Well said. Thank you. All right. My ugly, I'm going to just go right yeah. to my journal here and talk about what happened on Wednesday. This is my reflection after uh, the trades that I took on Wednesday. I struggled a bit. Um, 
I basically boiled it down to one, I was in a hurry to get a winning trade so I could be done early. This mindset kept me from being patient. And then two, I had a short bias that should have been invalidated when uh, the price action on ES uh, held out the 60s off the open. And you even tried to clue me this into this. You asked me, like, why are you trying to short this? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but I wouldn't listen. And yeah, yeah. it's like trend day, man. Trend day. <laughs> <laughs> on reflection, I knew deep, I think it was because deep down I knew that I'd have to wait for a lot longer to be able to get priced to another area where I'd be allowed to take a trade. And because of being in that hurry to try to get done early, I didn't want that. Oh, yeah. OK. okay. So it was a combination of the two. I had started the day with the mindset that I'm going to hit a win and get out done early. Uh, instead, I took two quick losses and just shut it down for the day. On the plus side, though, I recognized something wasn't quite right. I did size down to half size, and I only took two trades. So my ugly day was a one-hour loss. Like, kind of happy with that. <laughs> yeah. I only lose one R and recognize that I had some things that happened and, like, the learning aspect of it like yeah that's chump change yeah that's amazing man that's a, that's that's i know it's your ugly but like is that's where we get the the most growth yes is yes. talking about our uglies yep and it may seem like that's all we talk about but <laughs> 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 promise you it's not <laughs> yeah yeah oh man also let's let's just uh give a little bit of a shout out to that m period challenge oh fuck yeah that was so much fun today if anybody out there is trading futures and you're not on our Discord, we've been having a lot of fun that last half hour before close, uh, getting together and coming up with some sort of challenge. Of Like today, it was you can only have one contract on at a time, and we were trading NQ futures. Yeah. Um, it's not only fun, but it it for me, and I know for you too, Kyle, because you were talking about it earlier, uh, mm-hmm. it... it forces you to almost look at trading with a fresh eyes right yeah and not only that because we do it in sim too it also keeps you from doing something stupid at the end of the week yeah <laughs> right right, in, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that last half hour you don't yeah. give anything back that last half hour exactly and if that's your best time for trading you trade it live to do your thing but uh it definitely for me it's better to to be simming and, and well, and then plus with Flary joining this last one, like, and Flary is the one I think who started this with OFL, um, mm-hmm. like probably a year ago, year or so ago. I don't know if they still doing it on there. I don't think so. But, uh, like having him on there and like, just talking through like what he's seeing, like, Oh my God, talk about the learning that you get from that. Like having like a real professional trader who knows what he's doing, commenting on price action. Like, <laughs> yeah, I hope he joins every week. <laughs> Yes. Even if he wins every week. <laughs> yes. Even if he wins, even if he wins. Yeah. He comes on and there was, there were several traders and I can't apologies. I can't recognize everybody's voice. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a, it was a good group of guys in there. Yeah. Uh, you could tell the people that had been trading in Q all day. Yep. Uh, they're, they're talking about their levels and those levels were meaningful in the challenge. Then you have us who trade ES. Like all I have is a five minute chart. I'm just, yeah. uh, I'm just trying to watch the Dom and see if I can make sense of this. <laughs> There's no Dom trading on NQ. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. You're right, man. That was a ton of fun. It's a different, it's a different kind of thing to look for. 
on yeah. the NQ than what you're looking for in the ES. So anyway, anyway, it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you are trading futures and, and you're looking to uh, have a great way to end the week, uh, come on over to our voice chat. Yep. Join us. Join, join us for the challenge. One of us. One, One of us. God, that's a All creepy right. movie. I know. <laughs> okay. Right. Is, it, is it time to make a bet? Let's do it. I'll hit the song here. Dan, I promised you a good pick. Yeah, that Seeking Alpha article didn't didn't convince you. I think we go long Activision, and we close it out the day of the the when the announcement finally comes through. I fucking love that. Yeah, so I love it. I, do you want to stop on here? I think uh, we just uh, market sell the instant. Uh, I see a news article that says the the uh, the the injunction was granted. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, a news-based trigger. Yes, and if the announcement comes through that the judge has denied the preliminary injunction, then we just close out the trade uh, at the end of that day on market close. No, that sounds great. I, I kind of want to do that with some calls. I, I never know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Still have one left. <laughs> uh, this may end up going another week, though. So, are we comfortable taking this two weeks if we have to? Yes. All right. Then that's the plan. Uh, let's get a random stock then. Uh, we've got NASDAQ and I think it was consumer durables or materials. I think it was materials. Uh, AMTX. AMTX. That is Ametis Incorporated. Ametis. Okay. Oh, that's a nice bull flag, huh? Rotating above the previous swing high. Yeah, don't don't doesn't that warm your heart to see random make such a pick? <sighs> it's demoralizing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, put it on the daily. It looks a lot better. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. What's with the earnings reporting cycle too? It's like two months, four months. So they reported November twenty two, then the next one was March of twenty three. Look. They will report their earnings when they get some. Apparently. What do they do? Oh, analysts are rating this as a buy. Uh-oh. The technicals are indicating a buy. Uh-oh. It's performance, year-to-date, 90% return. I mean, that sounds a bit overbought to me. Okay. Some solid sell wicks on some of these days, too. All right, well, I don't know, Dan. I don't know, but I'm getting real sick of random. That's all I want to say. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, so, all right. Well, thanks for doing this. Uh, thanks for sticking around to the end, folks, and uh, joining us on our journey of demoralization, fighting a random <laughs> stock generator. This is month three, I think, of losing. God damn. I, we got a good plan. News-based exits. I love it. I love it. I yeah, love it. That's a first. It's a first. It's a first. 300 we'll episodes to learn that trick. Right. 
<laughs> Join us next week. Find out how we did. Until then, you're going to have to smash that like button. Spank that, that five-star rating like a married man home alone for the week. <laughs> is, is, that the, is that who you spank? Uh, I mean, that's... I'm just going to stop talking now. You, you, you spanking, <laughs> spanking yourself over there, buddy? No, that's all, it's all good. Bit. It's all good. It's what all else are you going to do when everyone's out of town? Uh, you know. All right, folks. Till next time. Happy trades. Bye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades. Get the home to yourself for a week. Uh, I don't know. See, see how that rooms. see how that echo works. <laughs> the what? The echo. What echo? <laughs> when you when you spank yourself. I don't get it. In an empty house. Oh oh. Huh. <laughs> no. No. All right. Gotta love it having to explain a joke right at the end. I know, All right, that's folks. A strong way to end. It. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time. Happy trades. Bye.